This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. I hope you're ready for an awesome conversation because today's guest is an expert in a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, mompreneurship. She's going to chat with us about the four-phase process to becoming a mompreneur. Before we meet her, here's my quick reminder that some of the best ways to support this show are to, one, make sure you're officially subscribed or following. So go ahead and take a second to hit that plus or check mark button in your podcast app. And two, leave a rating and a review. And if you like this episode, share it with a mom you love. We are all about moms supporting moms here at the Love Your Mom Life podcast. And the stuff we're talking about today needs to be heard by other mamas. Also, want to be friends? Well, all you have to do is follow me on Instagram. My handle is super easy to remember, Nikki Odin, and I personally manage that account. So I see every single like, comment, and DM. So go follow me and let's connect. Last thing before we dive in. If you still haven't grabbed your copy of my new book, but definitely wear mascara, get on that train, mama. The link to grab your copy is in the show notes. I am floored by how much moms are loving it. One anonymous mom said on Amazon, it's like what Maya Angelou said. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. This book made me feel like I absolutely could accomplish almost anything and create a better outlook for me and my relationships. I just loved how she writes. So down to earth. She really gets it. These are some fantastic tips and concrete ideas on how to really make some changes and adjustments to get you where you want to be. A notes in the marge type of book. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Go get your copy and see for yourself. And if you're one of those mamas who just needs a sneak peek, you can download a free chapter at youridealmomlife.com slash free chapter. And now let's meet our guest. Today's guest is the owner of five businesses, a mom of two toddlers, host of the Making Mommy Moves podcast, and best-selling author of Welcome to the Room, Mama, the mompreneur's guide to getting out of your head, ditching the mom guilt, and building a successful business. She works with women and moms and empowers them to become a better version of themselves in life and business. Connect with her on Instagram at Liz Morton 
or on her website at lissmorton.com. I'm super excited that she's here. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you for having me, Nikki. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And I think what you're doing is amazing. I love that we get to call you a best-selling author because that book just came out. So what an accomplishment and what an amazing thing you're doing for moms. Tell me more about like how you got on this journey. I'm assuming it began with your own experience as a mompreneur. Yeah, I talk about this all in the book of like the intro to how I got into it. But I was working for over 10 years in a four foot by eight foot like closet. Basically, there were no windows. (laughs) There would be mouse droppings on the desk when I walked in in the morning. Ew. Like the lights would flicker in a way that give you migraine like every day. And it was just me and the computer screen, and I was doing medical billing. So that just like tells you like how wonderful of a job that was. But I was doing that for so long, and nothing was moving forward in my life. Like it was a menial paycheck. Like I didn't feel valued. Like I had this title of office manager, but I had no authority to be able to like solve any of the problems that people would come to me with. Right. So I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to listen to your problems. And if I try to take action, he's going to like nix it and put it back to like the old thing, which drove me nuts. So finally, like the feather that broke my back was like I had done something to create a system that would make my life and the receptionist's life easier. And he was like, nope, not going to do that. And I'm like, but it's uh. going to simplify everything. Why wouldn't you about? So I put in my notice and I was like, that's it. Like, I'm starting my business because that's the only way that I'm actually going to create the life that I want, have the authority to do what I want, and be able to, like, have no limit to what I wanted to do either. So, like, when you're working in a nine-to-five, you're capped at really, like, how many hours you can work, whereas in your own business, like, sky's the limit. You can sell as much as you want. You can create new ideas, like, whether you wanted to write a book and sell, you know, as many copies as you can of that or... You know, like I have a couple businesses, so some of them are event based. So it's like there's a limit to how many events I can do in a year, but there's not a cap to like how big the events are. Mm-hmm. So that's really like what I was opening my mind to in this kind of stage, <laughs> like getting out of that kind of, we call it our generational curses because our parents were all like paycheck to paycheck, nine to five, yep. Yep. like very like working class. So trying to break that generational course of like feeling like we have to work like day in and day out. And that's really like where it started, like with that mindset shift. But my first business, I, I mentioned it, it was a event-based business. I was doing wedding flowers. So oh. I had started for Valentine's Day with no floral design experience at all. And I was like, let's just dip my toe in and see where it goes. And I sold less flowers than I bought like I made (laughs) no money like Valentine's Day but I was like you know what I started and Mm -hmm. now I'm gonna try again and I'm gonna do better so I I did prom and I did graduation bouquets and I tried growing my own and I did farmer's markets and I learned a lot of the things I don't like doing farmer's markets being one of them (laughs) right that's important and yeah learning what you don't like is always important yeah it's like all trial and error right so in that process, I found that I enjoyed weddings. The first wedding that I had was not a joy. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I actually want to do this. And then when I had my second couple, that was like a dream. I was like, okay, I found where I need to be. <laughs> and that's really where it started. In my first year of business, I did six figures. And it snowballed from there. Like we started preserving flowers. And then being in the industry, I had my ears turned on. And 
all the other floors were saying they really didn't like breaking down the events and cleaning up. So I said to my husband, I was like, I have a really good idea, but you're going to hate it. (laughs) He was like, okay, that's a brilliant idea. So we started a business cleaning up other florist events. And that's booked out. Like it's six months old and we're totally full in 2023. So it's just snowballed from there. And when I started my first, I was pregnant with my second little girl. Like I had a six month old. She, by the time I had her, um, my second daughter, it was November. And I did a lot of the work, like meetings, booking, automations, like all of the behind the scenes stuff. You can relate. Yep. Um, And that was with a newborn on my breast. (laughs) Like I wasn't sleeping. Like I wasn't showering, you know, like all the stuff that like newborn moms go through. And I never felt more fulfilled in my life than when I was doing all of this. That's amazing. So I had it weighing on my heart. I'm like, I need to share this with the world and inspire other moms and encourage them and bring them together. They can do this too. Like kids aren't a hindrance. Like you can do it with them. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not going to be easy, but there's time. Like you can make the time. Yep. So that's where the book came in (laughs) and the personal brand and the podcast and all of those things that come with it. So that is such an amazing story. And I want to go back to the very beginning because I think mindset, and we're going to talk about that in a second, is a huge part of what you did. Because I know some of the moms listening who are in a nine to five are like, easy for you to say, like, how are you able to just walk away from your job? Did you have like some pile of cash Mm -hmm. sitting around or a nest egg? And what is your response to that? Because I'm sure you get that sort of fearful and doubtful response from women all the time. Yeah. So I do have a relationship. My husband is primarily the breadwinner. So he works, he's still in his nine to five. Like he's still paying the bills like with his nine to five. And to be totally honest, like going into like quitting my job, the pandemic was happening. So I wasn't working as it was like Mm -hmm. the office was shut down. It was a medical practice and he closed for two months. So I wasn't already like, I was already not working. Um, then when he opened back up, it wasn't full-time like I used to be. So we had already grown accustomed to living off of his paycheck, like as it was without mine. So we were like, you know what? Like we're already doing it. Like just quit. <laughs> like there's no point in doing this like at all. So I, that's what we did. Like we were like, okay, Larry's going to do this. He's going to pay the bills and anything that we make from our businesses is going to do extra and fuel more growth. And that's what we've done. So everything from Garden of the Pines, I haven't taken any income out of that. That's gone straight into fueling everything else. So it's paid for coaches for my book. It's paid for, you know, editors for my podcast. It's paid for so much more growth in every other aspect of the other businesses. All right. I love that explanation and, you know, the honesty behind it. So let's get into the whole mindset thing because you must encounter other women, moms who are wanting to do what you're doing and leave their nine to five. And so what advice do you give them? What's the first step if they don't have that breadwinner? Is there like a slow sort of process that you encourage them to engage in? And what's the mindset as they're doing that? There's uh, quite a few mindsets that come up. Like some of them are probably going to be like the big, you know, elephant. I don't have the money to do it or I don't have experience. I've never done that before. I've never owned a business. And I actually break all of these down in the book, like every limiting mindset that came up for me, my story, and then how you can shift it and actual like tactical things that you can do to, you know, move the needle. But to answer your question, like financially, I think that there's a lot more time in your day than you're actually like think there is. Totally. So I, 
Something like that I encourage everybody to do is to take note of everything that you're doing throughout the day. So if you're at work nine to five, that's all you can do. Like, I understand. But maybe during your lunch break, maybe that's time that you spend half an hour writing your book. Or maybe that's Mm. half an hour that you spend, you know, moving the needle some way, making your business plan if you want to have one or your marketing plan or research or actually building your website or stuff like that. I know that personally for me, I spend a lot of time at my office, like doing my own personal work. So it's like, I imagine like a lot of people check their own email and stuff like that. Like you have some flexibility depending on what job you're doing. So you know what you can get away with, (laughs) you know? It's so true. It's it's so true. You know what you can get away with and you're probably using that time to scroll on Instagram or online shop. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. You know what you can get away with, but Use that time wisely. Like instead of scrolling on Instagram, use that to grow your business or start your Etsy account or whatever you're trying to do in your life. Secondly, after you're home from work, after your kids are in bed, what are you doing? Are you watching Netflix? Are you reading a book? Or are you spending that time cleaning? Or are you working on your business or your goal? It doesn't have to be every day, but maybe from 8 to 11 every night or three days a week, this is the time that you dedicate to your goal. If it's not every day, maybe spend three days a week cleaning. <laughs> like, and that's great. Like, you're keeping your household in order, but maybe three days a week you could get away with not cleaning and instead delivering on your goal. So just try to like rearrange your schedule and see like how you're spending your time. Like, for me, I wasted a lot of time on Instagram and like watching Netflix and all of these other things that weren't productive. <laughs> so it was like once I had that mental click, it was like, oh my God, there's like five more hours in the day that I could be using on my goals because after the kids are in bed, like that's time to get to work. And I still use that time. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, you know, time management, or I I know you talk a lot about time mismanagement Mm -hmm. is a huge factor with this. And I feel like as moms, we have a very beastly time management struggle. We do feel pulled in so many different directions. Maybe it's cleaning maybe it's, you know, cooking, whatever the situation is, we, we always, I think, come into it with the mindset that I don't have time for this. So what, what's kind of like the first thing? So like, okay, so I find like the five hours and then just, you just start, right? Like you just pick one thing and you just start. Yeah. You have to make something a priority because if everything's a priority, you're not going to focus on any one thing. Right. So Make sure you like brain dump. Like I know I hold on mm-hmm. to everything in my head and it's like, oh, I, I want to get this done and I want to do that. Especially with like managing five businesses. Like there's some things that have priorities at certain times. So it's knowing like, okay, this absolutely has to be done today or this could wait until next week. And the same thing goes for your goals and your business. So it's like, if you want to write a book and you want to start a podcast and you want to do all of these things, whatever they are, <laughs> start a business, then it's prioritized. Okay. The book is going to be the first thing that I do, and then it's going to be the podcast, and then it's going to be the business or whatever order. And then you have to break it down step by step, like into what you need to get done for it. So if it's a business, first you need to figure out who your client is, and then you need to start advertising to them and start getting money in the door. Like that's the priority before you do anything else. So it's just breaking it down and making it simple, like step by step, so that you know like what you're working toward and how to achieve it. The mental dump is absolutely key. And that's something that I talk about all the time. When people ask me, where do I begin in getting off the hot mess express? Like, where do I begin in stopping this feeling that I am totally living in survival mode and I don't have time for everything or anything? And I always say, start with a mental dump. 
everything that's floating around in your brain, everything you want to do, everything you feel like you should be doing or you need to do, write it down. Just get it all out, like vomit it on the paper, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you can go back through it and you can prioritize it and decide which of these things really needs to be done first. And even though you're not, absolutely not going to get to everything on your list in a single week, you're going to be doing the most important things after you go back and prioritize. And that's when you start to feel like you're winning. And that's when the momentum starts to build. So I totally, totally agree with that. So can we talk about the four stages of becoming a mom or the four the four phases of becoming a mompreneur? Yeah, yeah. So in the book, like we break it down, like every chapter is its own limiting mindset, but every phase, like there's four phases. The first is curating the mompreneur mindset because that's the biggest piece of the puzzle, right? Like you need to make sure that you are in the right headspace, that you're not going to self-sabotage because we do that all the time. And you're going to continue to do that even as you start your business or you Mm -hmm. start whatever project you're having, if it's writing your book or your podcast or whatever. The second phase is that time management piece because that's another, the second biggest thing that comes up. Like after mindset, you want to make sure that you have the time and the space to do it. So I break down all of my hacks, like all of my tips to make sure that you're able to carve out space, starting with actually knowing like how you're mismanaging your time. And then from there, we have to actually create the vision because you don't know what you're working toward or you're never going to feel like you achieved it if you don't know what you're working toward. So you need to break it down step by step, whether that's your why, you need to know exactly like who your audience is or what you're serving and be able to have it broken down. And then the fourth phase is implementation. Like we're going to actually make it happen. So that's like the brief version (laughs) of the four phase process. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do. But then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. In three days, you'll jumpstart the habits you need to organize your life and your schedule. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com slash momlifechallenge and join thousands of other moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. Where do you feel like most women get stuck in that process? Mindset. Yeah. All the way. And that's the piece that comes up time and time again, because mindset has the ability to keep you from taking action. That has the ability to keep you from creating the time and space or filling your time management like with other things that aren't moving the needle, like Instagram or TikTok, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the ability to transform your vision. It has the ability to keep you from creating the vision. So mindset, 100%. And so how do we get into the right mindset? Are there any tactical tips that you have? Like how do I practice the right I hate to use the word right, but how do I practice the most productive thoughts? 
honestly, I believe that your inputs are your outputs. So you need to fuel yourself with positive things. So positive podcasts, ebooks, surround yourself with the right people. All of these things are going to make sure that your brain is in the right. I want to say like the right setting, because like if you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to say like, oh, be real or, you know, that's not possible. Like you've got two kids under two years old. Like, who do you think you are? You can't do that. You've got a job that you need to pay for, you know, like whatever excuse that people are projecting their own limiting beliefs on you. You need to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are like, hell yeah, you can do it. Look at her. She's doing it. Like, why can't you? And that needs to be the mindset of like, why can't I? Like, of course I can. I love that. Because you can. Of course you can. Is absolutely right. So where can people get their hands on the book? They can get it on Amazon or my website. So Amazon, they can get the ebook for 99 cents. You know, everybody's got the dollar. Go get it. Support. Like, that's the biggest thing in the world is to just do that. Or the paperback is fifteen ninety five, and they can get a signed copy on my website. Oh, a signed copy. Very yeah. exciting. Well, I'll, we'll definitely include the link in the show notes. And again, the name of the book is Welcome to the Room Mama, and that is the Mompreneur's Guide to Getting Out of Your Head, Ditching the Mom Guild, and Building a Successful Business, which I know is a dream on so many moms' hearts. And it was a dream on my heart when my little ones were, t- when I had two under two, and I just felt like, I am made for more and I know I can do both. So I love that you're doing this. I wish your book had existed back in in my day, but I'm definitely going to check it out. So great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. And I hope that it resonated with everybody. I'm sure it did. There are so many of us who understand what it's like to struggle with nurturing a business and nurturing a family at the same time. And sometimes it just feels like it's insurmountable and that, you know, it's just, I'm not cut out for this or this isn't for me. And again, that all goes back to the mindset. So I love that you are bringing that out and talking about it and making it and normalizing those fears and doubts and just showing other moms how they can step into their power and, and use their gifts to shine. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Liz Morton. I know you took a ton of value from it and that you are going to start thinking a little bit differently about some of those goals and dreams that you have on your heart. I want you to take that first step, check out her book, and we'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.